This is the Adventure Sports Podcast brought to you by 180 TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode 206, Fitness and Health for Adventure Sports with Dr. Zach Almy. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is your host, Kurt Linville. Happy Monday to you and happy October. Wow, can you believe it's October already? Kind of blows my mind. It will soon be time to put away the mountain bike, to put away the hiking boots, get out the snowshoes and the skis and the shovels for the snow caves and start those winter adventures, which, you know, that's a beautiful thing about living in a place that has four seasons is you can enjoy them all. There's so many wonderful adventures out there. So, I hope you're enjoying this fall as much as I am. Hey, I wanted to mention a couple of things before we dive into the show today. First, I wanted to remind you that if you have an adventure sport-oriented event that's coming up, we will make free announcements, you know, as a service to the adventure sports community here to try to get the word out about what you have going on. So, let us know. Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com, click the Contact Us button, And you can reach us there and let us know what you have going on, and we will let everybody else know what's going on. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners now, so it would really be our pleasure to inform them about what's going on in the adventure sports community, as well as to help you get the word out about worthwhile events. Also, if you would be interested in being on the show, or you know someone that you would like to hear on the show, then by all means, go to, again, adventuresportspodcast.com, click the Contact Us button, and you can email us there and let us know who you would like to hear, and we will try to get him or her on the show for you. And, you know, there is a prerequisite for being on the Adventure Sports Podcast. Not just anybody can be on here. The prerequisite is you're passionate about an adventure sport. That's it. It's as simple as that. And we find that people that love their sport do a fantastic job of sharing it with everybody so we can all enjoy it with him or her, and so we can all learn more about the sport. For all of our past guests that have been on the show, thank you very much, and all the future guests, it's a lot of fun. So let us know if you would like to be on the show or you know someone else that you would like to hear on the show. Also, we love feedback. You know, if you go to iTunes, um, you can click there and, and rank us, rate us, review us. We love that. It helps to get the word out. If there's something going on you think's a little snafu-y, drop us an email and we'll try to make it all better. And don't forget that you can always go to our website, adventuresportspodcast.com. You can leave comments there about the episodes, and that's a fun way to let us know what you think of the show, and it's a great way to honor the guests for being on the show. And without any further ado, let's jump into today's show. I have another show today that is about health and how being healthy can help you to not only be able to do adventure sports you love, but to be able to enjoy them even more and do them more successfully. And so I am really excited to introduce you today to Dr. Zach Almy. And I have to give a little testimonial, which I'll do in a minute, but I credit Dr. Zach's work with potentially saving my adventure sports life. 
and we'll go into that a little bit more later. But Dr. Zach was born in Durango, Colorado. He moved to the Front Range of Colorado in high school. He went to the University of Colorado, later went to the L.A. College of Chiropractic, and then hoofed it back to Colorado. He now lives and works here as a chiropractor and does amazing, miraculous work. I I believe it's miraculous. I really do. And he is also an avid mountain biker, an avid snow skier. He likes to camp and fish, and he uh, also did a lot of windsurfing when he was out in L.A., so he's really plugged into adventure sports. Today, we're going to talk about health in general. We're going to talk about mountain biking, and we're going to talk about how chiropractic might be the answer for you. So, Dr. Zach, welcome to the program. Thanks, Kurt. Glad to be here with you today. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show because you've done so much for so many people, and I believe that when something is working and when people are truly receiving huge benefits from it, then we need to help get the word out, let people know that you know, there's there's a way to get well again. So, Dr. Zach, I'm going to go ahead and just tell my story. I told it once before about a year ago, so some of the older listeners may have heard it before, but for everyone new out there, a few years ago, I uh, ruptured a disc in my spine, and I had had back issues for a long time. And frankly, when I was younger, I kind of abused my back like a lot of us do, and I caused some uh, some injuries that took years and years to develop. But eventually, I ruptured my disc. And the jelly that's inside of that disc traveled down my spinal cord and lodged against some nerves. And that that stuff is caustic to nerves. And the end result for me was I was about 80% paralyzed in my right leg. And I had so much pain. I don't want to exaggerate, but I don't know how else to describe it. If you got a half-inch rod, metal rod, and heated it up red hot and then drove it from my foot into my back up through my leg, that's what it felt like. So I went uh, to a regular doctor first, then I went to uh, a spinal surgeon to see what his take would be, and then at the same time, in parallel, I met Dr. Zach and started to go see Dr. Zach. So the spinal surgeon, we did the MRI, they looked, he says, this is what's going on. He says, we can get that out of there and the pain will go away. We're going to cut some ligaments and we're going to cut away part part of your vertebrae, and then we'll remove that material and then the pain will go away. And I said, but wait, that bone's gone forever, that ligament's gone forever. And he goes, yes, it is. And I just looked at him like, why would we ever do that? And so he said, well, listen, if you'll promise me that you'll keep trying to walk, keep dragging that leg and try to walk every single day, then if you can make it for the next six weeks, we can revisit what the best option is. And so I walked out of that office saying, well, I already know what the best option is. It's it's not coming back here. So... Enter Dr. Zach. Dr. Zach helped me through chiropractic and through other exercises to rehabilitate my spine and to come back to fully functional. And I just want to say thank you, Dr. Zach, because it it just seems like it it was a at that point in my life, I thought, wow, there's no future left. All the things I love, I'll never ski again, I'll never hike again, I'll never climb another 14er, I'll never mountain bike. You know? I just I was like, wow, now what? But because of the work that you did and the encouragement that you offered and our body's natural healing abilities, I now, I, I ski double black diamonds. I, I just got back from a nine-day through hike through Holy Cross Wilderness. I mountain bike several times a week. I'm having the time of my life, and uh, I think it's because of the treatment that you offered. Well, I, I, uh, I love your story, and, and it's stories like yours that, that keep me doing what we do. 
Um, and I think that you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that uh, it was really tapping into your body's innate, inborn, natural healing capacities. That's why we get to see so many miracles. That's really the basis of everything that I do is that our bodies are created to heal, that uh, healing is one of the very basic fundamental functions of our body. And I'll tell people coming in, no matter how compromised their health is, that if they were to cut their finger and their finger could still heal, that their body is still capable of healing. And we just need to try to find out how we can get the area that's not responding to start to respond because that's what their body's created to do. And uh, I have to applaud you too, because you recognize that it does take work and it does take time for that to happen. You know, a lot of people are, by the time they're in the situation that you were in, they're desperate for an immediate, um, quick fix. And, uh, you know, going in there, cutting out that disc material would probably give some pretty quick relief. Uh, unfortunately, the average person that has one spinal surgery has three. So, you know, the long-term effect isn't going to be nearly as beneficial as what you were able to experience. You know, it was uh, it was because I really believed in the body's ability to heal, and I believed that working with you, I could get well again. Yeah. But I couldn't drive a car because my leg was almost completely paralyzed. My wife, Ann, would be driving me home from work, and she would make me get out of the car a mile from the house. <laughs> Here's a guy that can barely, barely walk, you know, in, in enormous pain. And she would just drop me off and say, well, we'll see you at home. And so I would drag my leg for a mile and get home. And But it was the kind of movement that my body needed to resuscitate that injured area. And those were the sorts of things. I, uh, I don't want to go on about it too much, but I think you may remember, Dr. Zach, I couldn't lie down for more than about seven or eight minutes at a time. So I was taking cat naps all night because that was all I could do. And uh, I had to work standing up eight hours a day. I couldn't even sit in a chair. So it was a, kind of a bizarre time in my life. I, I would lean up against a wall and close my eyes and almost fall asleep because I was so exhausted. There was just no other way to do it at the time. That's the kind of pain it was. And I say that not to brag about pain. I say that so that our listeners can say, holy cow, are you serious? So someone in that kind of an injury, in that kind of a pain, can get through it, and get completely well again. I just yeah. want people to know. You, you don't have to run from the pain. You will get through it. Well, I think that's a powerful thing, especially with the audience that we're talking to, because you think about with any of the adventure sports, you know, for us to get the uh, the ultimate rush that we get, which is conquering the mountain we're trying to climb or the, the ski run we're trying to make it down, is that, you know, the chances are there's going to be some pain. Chances are we're going to be huffing and puffing and we're going to feel in some pain and discomfort. But it's overcoming that that gives us the greatest victory. And I think that in our society, we've, we've kind of embraced this mindset of not feeling anything. So, you know, we, we start medicating ourselves from infancy on. You know, we, 90% of all the medications taken by children on our planet are taken by kids here in the United States. And, uh, you know, 80% of all the painkillers taken by people on this planet are taken by people here in the United States. So we have this, this mindset that we've kind of embraced where we don't want to endure the pain. We don't want to go through the discomfort. Um, but my feeling is, is that, you know, life is about feeling and that sometimes that feeling sucks. It can be painful. It can be a hard thing. Um, but if we embrace it, if we, if we fight through the cause of that pain, then we get to enjoy the victory on the other side. Well, it certainly worked for me, but you know, let's talk about adventure sports a little bit. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, and the reason I wanted to have you on is because we have so many people out there that are trying to be more active. We have other people that are very, very active, and they have to manage you know, their own health. And I wanted to visit with you about adventure sports and how what you do can help people 
to successfully enjoy adventure sports. But let's go back to some of your favorite adventure sports. Let's talk about mountain biking a little bit. All right. So you're an avid mountain biker. About how many times have you been out so far this season? Uh, I've been out probably a dozen times or so. Uh, Not as often as I want to, but uh, I'm getting out whenever I get the chance. So once a week, maybe a little bit more than that. And you know, for people with a busy schedule, that's actually pretty good. And what do you love about mountain biking? Yeah, I I, kind of like what we just talked about. I like the the pain and the grueling um, challenges of going uphill, climbing rocks, rock obstacles and so forth. Um, And then just the the pleasure of being able to come downhill, riding some single track. um, And I just love being outside. So mountain biking is a great getaway, a great uh, exercise. Uh, you know, I, I exercise during the week so I can mountain bike. Um, and I just love being able to get out and do that kind of thing. So a friend of mine from Pittsburgh, <laughs> he said the other day, I call my buddies back home and I say, oh, I've taken a mountain biking. And they say, oh, well, so you ride your mountain bike. Where do you ride it? You know, they're thinking sidewalks even. Yeah. And he says, no, we ride it in the mountains. And they, and, and they're like, okay, so you ride up in those big hills. And he goes, no, 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 no. We ride mountains on trails. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, you know, I think we take it for granted living in Colorado that everybody knows what mountain biking is really like. But describe the kind of terrain that you're on when you're trying to get up these rock features. Well, you know, it's funny is that uh, I'm 52 now. So one of my favorite places for the last 20 years has been Hall Ranch, which is just, you know, right close to my home. Easy to get to. Uh, they've got a, a nice area as you're going up called the Rock Garden that uh, is some pretty technical climbing. You're climbing up some some rocks that are hard to, to walk up and climb over. And um, I've actually had to carry the bikes down of three friends that have crashed and broken extremity <laughs> oh, no. um, in that rock garden. So um, it's it's quite a challenge. Um, it, oftentimes, too, I, I know that I've got a buddy that lives up in Keystone. I'll go up and stay at his house. And uh, up at Keystone, you can actually ride the gondola and carry your bike up there and then ride down the trails they have there. Um, I, I guess being kind of a cheapskate that, you know what? I want to actually earn my way down. So I ride my bike up and then I ride back down again. There you go. Well, you do a lot of things to stay fit as well. So what other types of exercises do you do? You know, I I try to do stuff um, that's going to get the maximum benefit in the least amount of time. And uh, one of the things that I do is is a program that we actually teach here in our office called Max T3. And it's uh, it's high intensity interval exercise. And you can do it with whatever kind of exercise you want. Um, But it's just maximizing the intensity of your output. Um, for short bursts of time. And, and what happens is I can actually get you know an hour and a half worth of exercise benefit in about 12 minutes by doing it that way. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. That's efficient. So people are going to want to know more about that. It's called what again? Max T3. You can also look up high intensity interval training or HIT training. Okay. So this Max T3, is that something that someone can do straight off of being a couch potato or do they need to work their way into it? They can. It's interesting is that we've taken this program into nursing homes and have uh, incorporated it with people over 90 years of age. And uh, they've gone through an eight-week program and there's been an average increase of strength of 148% in 90 plus year old people in eight weeks. Um, but we also take the same program, and I work with the United States Vision Impaired Judo team. I used to work with the United States Wrestling Team. I was uh, the team doctor for the Colorado Rapids, and we implemented the same type of exercise programs with them, and they were able to cut their workout time almost in half and uh, perform at higher levels. Wow, that's that's crazy stuff. So where can people learn more about that? 
Um, if they go to my website, they can uh, they can get information about that. My website is spineninja.com, and uh, there will be information about really all the programs that we do. But uh, the Max T3 program, there's information about that on there. Okay, so when you said Spine Ninja to me the first time, I thought you said spy. Yes. <laughs> so oh. it's S-P-I-N-E, like a spine, like a chiropractor would work on. So spineninja.com. That's correct. I love it. That's really cool. So you're talking about biking up something that it could be a thousand vertical feet. You're going up at the ski areas, probably two, three thousand vertical feet. We're talking about several miles. It's on single track. It's not paved. It's, uh, it's difficult trails with large rocks. This takes a, a high degree of fitness to do this kind of stuff. If people wanted to get started in mountain biking and, you know, they're, it's, they're, they're, First time ever mountain bikers, what would you recommend? How would they start getting healthy enough and what should they do to, to learn more about the sport? Well, I think like any activity, doing that particular activity is always going to be the best way to get in shape. Um, so the great thing with, with bicycling is that you can start riding on the sidewalks or the local paths and then you can take it to the dirt roads and then you can just start working on increasing your balance, your skills, obviously your endurance and your strength and uh, just keep challenging yourself to, to more and more difficult things as you go. So how long do you think it would take somebody to go from couch potato to I can ride up a mountain? Oh, you know, I, I think that uh, the answer to that question, it depends on the person. Um, what's going on between that person's ears? Because, uh, you know, it's, it's our mind, our determination, what we think, how willing we are to put the time and energy into it that's going to determine how quick that can happen. But I think that, you know, within a season, within, you know, two or three month period, somebody can actually become a pretty decent um, cyclist. Um Obviously, age, athleticism, those types of things are going to impact that as well. You know, as funny as you're answering that question, I thought, you know, he's answering the same question that uh, – or giving the same answer that he would give to the question of, so if someone has a back injury, how long is it going to take him to get well? Absolutely. You know, we tell people that there's really five key essentials for us getting well and staying well. And, you know, most people are aware that if we eat right, that's going to help us to be more healthy. So that's obviously one of the things we pay attention to. Exercise is another thing that when your body exercises, it is going to heal and recover better than if it doesn't. Um, now we're aware that toxicity is a huge issue with uh, all the different things, chemicals we're exposed to. So if we can minimize that, our body can be healthier. Um, being a chiropractor, I recognize that we've got to make sure that we're aligned properly. That uh, you know, if a car is out of alignment, it's going to wear out quick. It's not going to run the way that it should. Our bodies are even more efficiently designed than an automobile, and our alignment is critical for the performance. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to it's our mindset and our beliefs. Because if we believe that you know we're a couch potato, we're never going to recover from that. We're going to be that way our whole life. Then we're right. But if we believe that you know what, hey, it's time for me to get up and be active, and I was created to go out and play and enjoy the outdoors and do things, and I can actually increase my strength and my flexibility and my athleticism and my endurance, then we're right. Mm, yeah, that's great. I love it because if people have a desire to. You know, to take up adventure sports, whatever that sport might be. And there, man, on our show, we've probably interviewed people that do 50 or more different adventure sports, Dr. Zach. There's such a plethora of ways to get into nature, to connect with the creation, to get exercise, and to have a ton of fun, to learn how to, to really focus in the moment and just blow away all that stress that kind of wears us down. That's one of the reasons why we started the Adventure Sports Podcast, because we want to encourage people to go find that sport. Let's talk a little bit about stress. What does stress do to the body? 
Uh, well, again, this kind of comes back to what we let stress do to our body. So it comes back to the mindset. You know, we typically think of stress as a negative. You know, it's, it's the silent killer, it's been called. Um, but guess what? Mountain biking, you know, exercising, that's stress. Uh, but we embrace that stress because if we do it with a positive mindset and the right intent, doing something stressful can actually make us stronger. Um, if we look at stress as a negative thing, and that could be living in a in a lifestyle where we're constantly in a fight or flight. You know, we're constantly chasing deadlines. We're constantly feeling like we just never have a chance to rest. That's going to break us down. Um, so it's really kind of taking a look at the circumstances that it, that are going on around us and deciding, okay, is this going to build me up or is this going to break me down? Well, I think that there's uh, – who was it I heard? I don't remember. I, I apologize. I don't know the reference. But the, the argument was when you're sitting at your desk – and you're working, and you're stressed because you have a deadline, and everybody's talking to you at the same time, and you've got three emails, you've got people on a text communicator that are pinging you, you've got your phone ringing, and people walking into your cube or your office, and they all need something all at once. So I just described 90% of my days. Right. <laughs> right. So when that's happening, they say that that kind of long-term stress can be pretty bad, but if you can get up from the desk and run up and down the stairs a couple of times, burn off the extra energy, that that is actually the good kind of stress that our body was made to experience, and you can get rid of the stuff that's doing the damage. Absolutely, and it really comes back again to how you're processing, what your mindset is. So, for instance, you know what you just described with the deadlines, with everybody you know needing your attention and needing you to take care of things right away, your body responds the same way to that as it would if you were out, you know, hiking through the wilderness and you saw a bear and that bear started turning and coming after you. Um, it's called fight or flight. Um, your heart rate goes up, your immune system shuts down, you're designing, you're basically setting things up so you can survive this instant and your body doesn't care what happens about tomorrow. And that's going to destroy your health. That's actually how, why stress can be called the silent killer. But here's the other side of that is you can take and as you're having all these demands at work, is you can stop, you can take a deep breath, you can go do exercise like you talked about, running up and down the stairs, or you can just kind of look around and say, huh, there's no bear chasing me. And so you can take a deep breath, you can release all the tension, and then you can put your energy into getting stuff done. And so we have to kind of take control of our circumstances around us, recognize when a bear is chasing us and when a bear isn't chasing us. And uh, I think that's one of the great things about people who are into adventure sports is that they, they like to play hard, which then it mandates the necessity to rest hard and uh, to recover from things. And if we're doing that in balance, then those stresses can actually build us up and make us stronger. Well, Dr. Zach, I remember when I, my leg was still partially paralyzed, but I was getting a good amount of control back, but I wasn't 100%. I was probably... 70 or 80 percent. I kept tripping on things and, you know, stuff like that. But at least I wasn't completely dragging it anymore. And I asked you, do you think I can snow ski? You think I can I can ski now? And your response was that skiing is one of the greatest therapies ever. <laughs> yes. And so a lot of people that aren't familiar with skiing would say, well, are you crazy? That's how people break their their legs. Isn't that what people come home in casts and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But you said, go do the adventure sport, even though your back is healing from an injury. Talk about that a little bit. How can we use adventure sports to actually achieve greater healing? Well, I think it comes down to doing our passion is going to promote healing. You know, you've probably heard that laughter is the best medicine. And they've shown that laughter releases endorphins, which are powerful immune hormones um, that actually boost the way that our body heals. Well, guess what? 
if you're passionate about an adventure sport, and one of the reasons that we're all addicted to going out and doing these kinds of activities is because of that endorphin response that we get. Um, but that increases the body's healing response. Now, had you not been an, a, a good skier, then it would have been foolish for me to suggest that you go out and ski for therapy. Right? <laughs> okay, good. But because you're a good skier, because you're not going to go out there and you know be blasting down moguls while you're still dragging your foot around, but you're going to be getting out into nature, you're going to be making turns, you're going to be looking at the blue sky and breathing the fresh air, and you're going to be getting your heart rate up, and you're going to be just really feeling your passion. That's the best healing therapy you can get. Mm. Well, it did work. I remember I did ski shortly after that. And you're right. I wasn't jumping on the double black diamonds back then. But, you know, cruising a blue and just enjoying the sweeping turns and, and being out there in nature again. Wow, that did it for me. It was great. Yeah, it's important. You know, I, I have to give credit to my chiropractor when I was in college. When I was in, at CU, I was on the ski team. And, and my chiropractor's job during my four years there was really just to kind of put me back together after I broke myself so that I could go out and ski the next weekend. And, um, so that taught me early on that, you know what, we, we're made to play. We can play hard. We can we can heal and recover from what goes on um, if we give our bodies a chance to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Bentgate Mountaineering, located in Golden, Colorado, has been outfitting backcountry travelers for more than 20 years. The snow is melting and the crags are drying out. Time to break out the hiking boots, rock climbing shoes, and tents. Gear materials and designs are more evolved than ever. From the latest ultralight gear to the tried-and-true classics, Bentgate has the premier brands for climbing, hiking, and camping essentials, including Arcteryx, Hilleberg, Nemo, Western Mountaineering, and many more. Need advice on destinations, getting started, or on fine-tuning your quiver of gear? The Bentgate staff are all passionate adventurers who can give you the data and advice you need. Bentgate is also hosting numerous events and speakers this summer, so please check out their events page at bentgate.com for more information as well as to see their full product selection. Try Paleo Meals to Go freeze-dried backpacking meals. The wholesome gluten-free ingredients follow the Paleo diet, providing you with the lasting energy you require on your adventures. Visit www.paleomealstogo.com and enter TACK25 at checkout to save 25% off your order. Well, how does chiropractic work? I know that in our modern age, this is kind of crazy, but some people still think that chiropractic is scary or you can get hurt that way or maybe it's some sort of voodoo medicine. How does chiropractic work to, to help people to heal? Well, there, there's really two schools of thought with chiropractors. Um, there's kind of the, the, the old school chiropractor. The traditional chiropractor is the one that recognizes that your nerve system is actually protected and housed inside your spine. And so your spinal column and the structure, the alignment position of that affects the function of your nerve system. And uh, so if we can improve the, the position, the posture, the, the structural alignment of your spine, your nerve system has the best chance to work properly. 
And when you take a look at what your nervous system does, it really does everything. It processes every thought, every emotion, every immune system response, tells your heart when to beat, your lungs when to breathe, all of these things take place. So from my perspective, and that's the way I practice chiropractic, is it really is just about trying to maximize the way that your body is created to function by making sure that your brain can talk to all the cells the way it was created to. Um, What we're taught in school and the way most chiropractors practice is really from kind of a back pain, pain treatment perspective. So that would be where somebody like, you know, Kurt Linville comes into somebody's office and has back pain. And that's their primary, you know, goal is to get rid of the back pain. And chiropractic works great for that as well. Um, But that's just, to me, that's the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more beyond just having your back feel better to actually having your body performing at its highest level. Well, it's interesting. I think that giving the body the tools that it needs so it can heal itself is really what it's all about. And like you already mentioned, it's not just spinal alignment, right? It's also right. diet, it's exercise, it's attitude, it's your uh, checkup from the neck up stuff. What you said was between exactly. the ears. Exactly. And even addressing, you know, some of your concerns about even the, you know, the safety, that type of stuff of chiropractic, you know, as a chiropractor, I would, I would give these recommendations to people is, you know, don't go to somebody who's not willing to put in the energy and effort to find out what the cause of your problem is. You know, you wouldn't go to a medical doctor who would just, you know, throw medicine out you without doing an examination to trying to find out what your problem was. So, you know, there's, there's different types of chiropractor where you can go in and you get it and, a, you know, get your back cracked without any kind of an examination or evaluation. That makes me nervous. Um, I want to make sure that I know exactly what's going on with each patient. So we're going to take some time to actually do a, some evaluation and investigate from there. Um, so from a you know, quality control perspective, I would recommend everybody that is interested in pursuing chiropractic, make sure your chiropractor is doing his work and, and investigating, evaluating, doing a quality examination to find out what's going on. You know, I don't often share this part of the story, but when my back started really, really hurting me, Prior to the rupture, I had a friend who said, I've got a physical therapist who can take care of that. And I made the mistake, Dr. Zach, I went to a physical therapist who said, everybody has this problem with their spine, and what you need to do is. There were no x-rays, there's no diagnosis. He assumed that I was the same as the other five patients that came in that day. And his treatment was the opposite of what I was needing for my back at the time. I think that exacerbated the problem, and it's probably why my disc bulge turned into a full-blown rupture. Yeah. So I can attest to what you're saying. But the problem was, it wasn't that he was a bad physical therapist. It was that he didn't have a diagnosis to work from. Exactly. And that doesn't mean physical therapists are bad. It just means that, you know, if you're going to go to a physical therapist, find a different one, right? Um, You can actually have bad experiences with any kind of profession. And if you do, then find somebody that can give you a good experience. Oh, yeah. I forget what the numbers were, and I haven't looked it up in a long time, but the number of people that die from medical treatment in the United States alone is in the hundreds of thousands of year. And uh, it's real easy, you know, in any sort of a treatment for things to go wrong if people don't have a full awareness of of what's going on and what needs to be done. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's a powerful statement and brings it back to understanding this is that, you know, Kurt, your health is ultimately your responsibility. You're responsible for it. So you're responsible to investigate, research, look things up, ask the right questions, seek out the right people because you're responsible for your health. I think that in, in our culture, we've really kind of given responsibility of our health to our insurance companies, our medical practitioners. We want to actually not have to take responsibility. We'd rather take a pill instead and hope that that's going to make us well 
so that we don't have to work through the pain. We don't have to do the home care exercises. We don't have to wait for the body to heal and recuperate. We want somebody else to fix us and make it better right now. Mm. You know, I just had a funny thought I'd never thought of before, but even in our food industry, you know, the cereal cereal manufacturers put the vitamins in the box for us. So we don't even have to worry about nutrition anymore. Yeah, except that they're synthetic vitamins and that they're toxic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. They take a highly processed food that's really no longer a food and it would make people sick if they didn't put something in it. (laughs) So they say fortified with all these vitamins, but your body really can't even handle those kinds of vitamins very well. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's funny. I have to tell another story, Dr. Zach. I mentioned it to you before we started recording here, but I was just, I was at the office and there was a fellow there with some back pain. And so I recommended he, he give you a call and I don't think he did. But then about a week later, um, he asked someone else what to do about his back pain. And the, the guy answered and said, well, I don't trust chiropractors. I think that you can really get hurt. And it's really pretty foolish to think that that's the way to go. And, uh, so this guy says, well, but Curtis says that it worked for him. And he goes, well, I, Curtis has his own opinions, but here's the punchline. The guy that was saying, I don't trust chiropractors had just finished his second spinal surgery and he's still not able to walk freely. He hasn't done an adventure sport in probably five years. And I feel so, you know, so sad for his situation because he's lost so much of what he used to love to do. He was very active in the outdoors and all those sorts of things. So when I'm on that double black diamond and I'm having the time of my life, I always think about those two scenarios and how easily I could have gone down the wrong road. Yeah, you know, it's it's really a sad thing, too, because I hear those stories almost every day. You know, it's interesting how we have taken and we've accepted spinal surgery as kind of the the normal approach, right? We're going to we're going to let somebody put us under general anesthetic. They're going to take these super sharp scalpels and start cutting us open. They're going to take hammers and chisels and drills and then they're going to put screws and pins and all kinds of stuff into our body. And that's considered normal. That's kind of a natural approach to spinal problems where chiropractic is like, "Ooh, why would somebody do something crazy? That's lunatic fringe. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when I talk to people about cancer issues is, you know what, we can actually, by eating right and using proper supplementation, we can actually equip the body to more effectively fight cancer than chemotherapy. But we've embraced this mindset that, you know, the more powerful this chemical is, even though it will actually kill cells, we think that's more natural than doing something crazy like cleaning up the way that you eat. Mm, so you're you're saying that you can even fight cancer by being more health conscious. Yeah, actually, we're in the middle right now of, uh, of a program. We've got five different workshops coming up called Cancer Killers. And in fact, I was interviewing one of our patients yesterday who six months ago was diagnosed with bladder cancer. Um, he and I had a come to Jesus talk and I said, look, you've lifestyled yourself into a place where your body has grown cancer and uh, that you can try to cut poison and burn that out of there or you can lifestyle your way out of it. Um, we coached him through some lifestyle changes. Three months later, he's completely cancer-free. And uh, so we interviewed him and talked about his his pr- approaches to doing that. Um, and we've got dozens and dozens of stories like that. So it really comes down to is, is again, the basis of what we were talking about earlier is your body's made to heal. And uh, if you got anything that your body's not recovering from, whether it's an injury, whether it's cancer, heart disease, diabetes, it's not that your body's defective. It's that something's interfering with that healing operating the way that it's supposed to. I want to make a, a point about one word that you use there a couple of times. It's lifestyle. Yeah. What I think 
you know, I don't want to be too critical on our American society, but I just I want to point it out. What you said earlier, people want a quick solution to the pain. They want the fast fix. They want the medical uh, professions to fix them. If we're not willing to change our lifestyle, then this may not work. You know, and that's that's one of the things I have that discussion up front with everybody that comes in here, uh, because, you know, Kurt, you probably remember me having it with you is that I can't fix you. Um, it's you that heals yourself, right? It's it's your healing capacity that's going to take over role, but and it's going to take work. It's going to take determination. It's going to take commitment. And um, a lot of people don't want to hear that. And a lot of people will walk out the door and say, I tried chiropractic. It didn't work. Or that chiropractor, you know, he's crazy. He did, he wants me to do certain things that I'm not willing to do. But, you know, bottom line is, is that, that my reputation and your health is far more, is far too important for me not to explain to you what true health and healing is really all about. Hmm. So diet, exercise, mental attitude, and chiropractic that can help the body to have a its best fighting chance. What else would you add to that? You know, we're still looking. Um, I've got what I call my five essentials. And so I would throw toxicity, minimizing our exposure to toxins and, and uh, helping our body to eliminate toxins as effectively as possible. Um, and we keep searching. You know, if there's anything that's limiting our body's function healing, we may have to add a sixth or a seventh essential at some point. But uh, right now it's, it's maximizing our mindset, mindset and beliefs, making sure our nerve system is working well by uh, having our proper spinal alignment getting the best quality nutrition, getting oxygen to all of our cells through the proper exercise, and then getting toxins out of our body. Mm. What about vitamins? You know, the vitamin industry is huge these days. Are vitamins a part of this? You know, I think that that's where we have to look at things individually. Um, my take on nutrition is that um, you know, the bulk of your nutrients need to come from your food, from your diet. And uh, unfortunately, because of the way that our soils are depleted, because of you know the fact that we, we have short seasons here and we're getting food that's been shipped from all over the place and some of its nutrient value has been diminished, is that there is some supplementation that we have to do. Um, but I like to keep that to a minimum. I like to make, again, bring it back to, you know, Kurt, it's your responsibility to get the right nutrients in. And the best way to do that is through your diet. And then we're going to fill in the gaps with some supplementation. Hmm. Okay. So our... A lot of people just run to the grocery store that grab something off the shelf that says multivitamin. They say, okay, I've done it. Is that the way to go about it? No, that's that's the wrong way. In fact, you were talking earlier about you know the enriched cereals where they, they enrich it with vitamins and so forth. There was a study that was done back in the 40s um, with the dog food industry. And this was you know coming in after the war where they, had, uh, they were trying to increase the shelf life of foods. They were taken and they were processing flour, refining it, and uh, you know making white flour, putting it into bags and putting it on the shelves. But they realized that as they process it, it became nutrient void. There was all the vitamins were essentially taken out of it. So they started enriching it with synthetic vitamins. Um, they took these dogs and they gave some dogs just some whole grain food. And not that I would recommend giving your dogs grain, but uh, that's what they were giving them. They took and they gave some dogs food made out of the refined flour that had no nutrients added to it. So it wasn't enriched. It was just basically nutrient void. And then they gave some dogs food that was made from the enriched flour. And what they found was the dogs that were given the, the whole grain stuff, they, they had the longest lifespan. The dogs that were given the enriched um, product actually had the shortest lifespan. And when they went in and looked at the dogs, the dogs that ate the non-enriched refined flour, they died of malnutrition. Mm. The dogs that ate the enriched food flour, flour food, they died of toxicity. Wow. Synthetic vitamins that were in there. So when you go to you know, Costco or to 
Walmart, any of these places, and you're buying stuff off the shelf, and especially cheap stuff, you can almost bank that it's going to be synthetic. Um, if you look at the label and it says it has you know 1,000% of the USRDA on there, you can pretty much bank on it that it's synthetic. You put that into your body, and it's going to start building up toxicity, and it's going to actually compromise your health instead of helping you. Holy cow. So I know this is a $1,000 question. How do you know the difference? When are you getting the good stuff? You know, that's one of the reasons we sell the products in our office that we do is it, it, it can be a challenge. Um, there's there's a few good, reputable con- companies out there um, that you can get at, you know, natural grocers or at Whole Foods or some of these places. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, interesting is a lot of the top nutrition companies, supplement companies, will only license their stuff to be distributed through nutritionists and chiropractors. Um, and so for us, we take and we, we have our own brand that we've created because we know that it's the highest level that's out there. Um, we don't have to question the quality of it because we know who produces it. Okay, so let's go back to the food. You said most of our nutrition needs to come from our food. So how do we know that we're getting food that's not nutrient dead? You know, the best way to do that is to grow your own. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Grow your own. You know, we, we fortunately are in Boulder County area where we've got lots of farmers markets and that kind of stuff. So you can get stuff that's, you know, local fresh is always the best way to go. You know, even if you're going to whole foods and buying something that's organic, if it's, you know, two weeks away from being picked, you know, and it's been shipped to where it is, it's going to be, you know, at least 50% less nutrient value than it should have. Hmm. Um, so again, fresh is always going to be best. Um, you know, we take a look at, you know, that's obviously going to be produce and those types of things. We look at our meat products and you know, we have to make sure that the quality of our meat is the best it can be. Um, that, you know, if we're eating fish, that we're eating you know, wild caught fish and not farm raised fish. If we're eating beef, we're eating 100% grass fed organic beef and not, um, you know, feedlot raised beef that's going to be filled with antibiotics and hormones and all kinds of toxic stuff. So you think organic can help, but is it the answer? I mean, what about the organic industry? You know, there's lots of questions on that. I think that uh, one of the nice things about if you get something that's certified organic, then it's going to be GMO free, which is another huge concern that we have when it comes to our food products. And, uh, you know, the good thing about about going organic is it may have lost some of its nutrient value just because of, you know, the age of the produce. Um, But at least it's not going to be poisonous to us. So what kind of poisons are we talking about? Well, if you're familiar with genetically modified organisms, this is uh, you know Monsanto who's come up with all these GMO seeds. So we got all these Roundup resistant products out there, stuff that's been modified so that they can they can spray it with an exorbitant amount of pesticides and it survives, but it kills everything else in there. Well, we're ingesting an exorbitant amount of pesticides, mm. and um, so we can get you know these are cancer causing um, products that we're ingesting in our food. So if we're eating you know corn products, soy products. Um, a lot of the, the zucchini and, uh, and different yellow squashes that are out there are all GMO foods. And so we have to be really cautious about, you know, where we're getting our foods, knowing whether it's GMO or not. And one of the best ways to protect ourselves from that is going organic. You know, it's interesting the angle that you took there because a lot of people just say GMO is bad because it's been modified. The genes are different. And then that's where the argument is. People say, no, no, the genetic modification doesn't hurt you. You're just going to digest it anyway. Who cares? But what you pointed out was it was modified so they could pour way more poison on it. Yeah. Genetic modification could be very bad too, you know, but what you're pointing out is it was modified so they could poison it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you look at what they're doing right now is they're coming out. uh, One of the genetic modifications they're doing right now is self-pollinating seed. And so what we're seeing is that uh, they're doing these self-pollinating seeds so that there's no longer a need for bees. 
But what they're finding is, is they're spraying more and more and more of these pesticides um, into our food products that it's killing the bees. And so now all of a sudden, there's not going to be another option to go with besides these genetically modified seeds. Yikes. Yeah. Not good. Now. Wow, that's crazy. The 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to bulky and fragile gas-burning camp stoves. The 180 Flame utilizes fewer parts with minimal weight and maximized reliability. The locking tab and slot design means there are no hinges, welds, or rivets to fail you in the field. Cook your food and boil water quickly using only small amounts of natural fuels including twigs, grass, pine cones, and leaves. Weighing just 6.4 ounces, the 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to a backpacking stove. You can find your new flame at 180tac.com or a retailer near you. 180 Flame. Think big, pack small. Enjoy something wild next winter. Enjoy a dog sledding vacation with Wintergreen Dog Sled Lodge in the beautiful Boundary Waters Wilderness near Ely, Minnesota. For over 30 years, Wintergreen has provided lodge-to-lodge dog sled vacation packages and dog sled camping adventures for people of all ages. No experience needed. Warm clothing and boots are provided. Mush your own team of Wintergreen's handsome and friendly Eskimo dogs on scenic Northwoods trails, accompanied by Wintergreen's expert guides. You'll be in good hands with Wintergreen. National Geographic has rated it best in the business. Visit dogsledding.com for details. So let's kind of pull it all together here. You know, if somebody wants to have a more active lifestyle and they want to take up an adventure sport or they want to become better at the sport that they're in, then uh, what what are your recommendations? Once again, how do we get them off the couch and get them going? You know, I think the first thing is setting a goal. Um, I, I liken goals to an address in your GPS, right? You know, if you have a GPS in your car, but you don't have an address plugged into it, you can drive all over the place and you'll never arrive where you want to be. So I would say if you're a couch potato and you want to get something going is create a goal first. You know, if you want to go out and, you know, run a a 5k, if you want to climb a, you know, a local peak, if you want to do this or that, if you want to get out and learn how to mountain bike, set the goal first and then strategize on how you're going to achieve that goal. And then as you're getting close to that goal, be setting your next goal. Um, because we don't want to hit the goal and then stop. We want to have another address we're plugging into our GPS so we keep things going. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Something I thought of in the last year or so, Dr. Zach, is that people talk about striving after success or striving after a goal or striving after, you know, whatever it may be. And I stopped and I said, no, 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 don't strive, thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Thrive after that goal, you know, have fun every step of the way. So maybe your goal is to run a 5K or a 10K or a marathon. Who knows? Don't strive on day one. Get off the couch and do something you can really enjoy that will build up to, you know, just enjoying the path, the journey all the way to that marathon. 
Absolutely. And I think that's an important part is to enjoy the journey. You know, again, one of the things I love about mountain biking is the going uphill um, as painful as it can be and as tired as I can get and feeling the legs cramp up. I've learned to enjoy it because I see what's ahead of me and I get to actually come back down that hill. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. That's that's kind of cool. You get to preview. Exactly. (laughs) That's good. Well, if people want more information about this, um, I'm sure that there are people who have never tried chiropractic who are saying, I don't know where to go next. There are other people who say, I would love to find a really good chiropractor because I've been to some that didn't seem to be that effective. What would you recommend there? You know, I would have to say that just from my own perspective and the way that I do chiropractic and, and the organizations that I have a, I'm a part of is I'm actually um, part of an organization of over 400 um, wellness-focused chiropractors that the practice really based the same way I do on on a five essential method helping people to maximize their health and the organization is called maximized living so I would encourage encourage people to go to maximizedliving.com and you can punch your address into the find a doctor section it'll show you who's in your local area and call and make an appointment you know I have to give this little anecdote I uh, hadn't been to you in a while and I went last Friday and uh, had you adjust me, which, wow, I walked out of there going, oh, that feels so good. I'm, I feel so much better. But the funny part was I went mountain biking the next day, and I'd been having issues with my neck being stiff while I was biking because you have to hold your head up, you know? Right. And I got on the mountain bike and took off and went, whoa, yeah, right on. <laughs> Just one visit. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, I can tell when I'm not adjusted. If I'm mountain biking and I'm just missing the obstacle by, you know, a degree or an inch or I'm just off a little bit, not cleaning the obstacles well or just not feeling fully dialed in, I can tell that I need to get adjusted. It makes that big of a difference. So, Dr. Zach, I have been to several different chiropractors over the years and uh, some of them... Man, it's it's quite the workout by the time you're done in there, you know. You you uh you kind of get hot flashes, you're walking out of the office feeling like you, you know, got kind of beat up, but you're different than that. And when I go into your office, it seems like you're you're kind of less invasive to the body, but I feel like there're better results, and I'd like you to speak if you can just specifically to what your method is that makes that work so well. Well, you know, what's interesting is that, that our approach is really more, again, working with your body as opposed to forcing your body into what we think we want it to do. All right. So if I give you a medication, it's because I want a desired outcome. I'm trying to tell your body exactly what I want. Um, I've come to understand that your body's pretty brilliant. It, it knows how to heal. And we've talked a little bit about that. Um, since we're working directly with your nerve system, I've also come to understand that your nerve system is pretty delicate pretty responsive. Uh, it doesn't take getting hit with a sledgehammer to elicit a response. Um, and I've also found that if I do try to hit you with a sledgehammer, you're going to guard and you're going to protect yourself and uh, we're going to end up in some kind of a combat battle that takes place. But if I can come in and uh, find out where your nerve system needs to receive some kind of a stimulation or to get things turned back in the right direction, I can come in gently and your body goes, hey, that was easy. And it's receptive to what we're doing. And then here's where this really becomes fun, is that as your body starts perceiving that it doesn't take a whole lot to elicit a change, and as we start giving you some home exercises and other things to do, your body says, hey, I can do a lot of this stuff on my own. So you know, ultimately, what I want to do is just enable your body to heal instead of you becoming dependent upon me to try to put the pieces back together when they fall out of place. 
Hmm. Funny, I, I remember last, it's been over a year ago, but I was just sitting in my living room and my back just kind of self-adjusted and it wasn't, oh man, something wrong. You know, it was, no, that felt great. That was perfect. I asked you about it and you said, well, your body is figuring out what it needs to do. What you're saying is you're actually kind of training the body on how to move in the right direction. Exactly. You know, again, it comes back to that we're, we're self-adapting, we're self-regulating, we're self-healing systems. Unfortunately, because of our active lifestyles, because of stresses we carry, we sometimes have flipped the breaker switches beyond what they can actually repair themselves. So I come back in, flip the breaker switches back, and uh, we get your body back to healing. And then with, with rest, with exercise, with mobility, your body continues to make corrections on its own. Wild. I kind of get it because when everything is kind of out of place, then the body starts to try to balance itself because we have to stand up and stay balanced. Yes. But that means that you've got stuff that's kinked in the wrong direction. So as you get things kind of straightened out, the body starts shifting into the proper alignment to say, okay, this is great. Now I can do this. Yeah. And here's, here's where the, the challenge comes in is because, you know, say that you're, you know, you're up skiing, you take a crash, you kind of jar things around a little bit is because your body is made to adapt and accommodate so well within a short period of time, it can actually start accommodating to any kind of structural strains or stresses you've created. Um, and it adapts to that, but it never actually may correct that. And so then the next little twinge comes along and now you're adapting to the adaptation that you had before. And before long, you're like an onion with lots of layers on it. And so then here comes the challenge with the corrective process is the corrective process means that I can't just take Kurt from where he is now adapted with different layers and push him back to where he's supposed to be. We have to start peeling you like an onion so your body can can recompensate to where it needs to be. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, I know it works. I can testify to that. It's made a huge difference in my life while you've been able to do. And I am very, very thankful, Dr. Zach, for that. Well, it's, it's fun having people like you that are willing to take responsibility for their health, put the time and effort into things, and uh, then become walking miracles. All right. So tell us one more time how people can get in touch with you if they have questions. And also, you mentioned that you're giving some workshops on fighting cancer. So tell us a little bit more about that. How can people find out information about those workshops? Yeah, we've got a, an amazing program um, coming up called Cancer Killers. We're going to be discussing how, you know, in the, the last 20, actually 45 years, since 1971, when Richard Nixon proclaimed war on cancer, that we now have 50% more people dying from cancer than we did in 1971. Wow. Uh, and that we're never going to find the cure until we address the cause. Uh, so we're going to be doing a workshop that talks about getting to the cause and how research is now showing that by implementing what we're going to be talking about in the upcoming weeks, that over 90 different forms of cancer can be 100% resolved um, by what we're going to be talking about. And it's going to be an empowering, life-transforming program that we're going to be doing. It's not an information class. It's a transformation class that's going to be taking place. We're going to be equipping people with everything that they need to be able to take home and start implementing change from day one. And uh, we've got it set up to where it's going to be each weekend uh, in the uh, month of October. And people can get information at my website about, about us and what we do, but also about the Cancer Killer Program coming up at SpineNinja.com. SpineNinja.com. And... 
does someone, I mean, if someone says, well, I know someone who has cancer or maybe I, I am fighting cancer myself, I mean, those people are going to be interested. What about people that don't have any cancer right now? Are they going to benefit by going to your workshop? Well, absolutely. In fact, uh, I can tell you this, that there's not any of us that don't have cancer right now. Um, that uh, the leading physiologists say that uh, everybody has you know, between 100 and 10,000 cancer cells um, at any given time. And uh, that as long as your immune system is intact, you're taking care of things and your body's balanced, then, then you're in good shape with that. You're, they're not going to take over. Um, but we also know that cancer can grow silently for a long time before it even becomes detectable, which is part of the reason why we spend billions of dollars every year with all of these cancer screenings. And uh, those aren't preventing cancer. That's just to try to catch cancer early enough that we can put together an aggressive attack on it. So here's, here's my charge to that is that guess what? We all have cancer. And uh, we all want to make sure that we're killing cancer at our highest level so that we never become the cancer patient. Well, that's kind of different. You don't often hear people say that we all have cancer. No, but we, we don't have to let cancer have us. Hmm. Interesting. Dr. Zach, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate the information. We've done a short series of shows now on how to be healthier, to enjoy adventure sports more, and to be able to have a more active lifestyle. And I really like the content that you've contributed to this discussion. It's really awesome. So thank you for your time today. You are more than welcome. And for all of our listeners out there, as always, get out there and have some fun. But you might want to check out some of the stuff that Dr. Zach is talking about that can make your life more healthy and more enjoyable and make that fun even more fun. You have heard all the hype around paleo, low-carb, organics, diet powders, and the lot. How does one sort out what really works? Good news. Gary Collins has done the homework for you. Regain and maintain your health and live that life of vitality. Learn more at PrimalPowerMethod.com. <laughs>